It was, uh, it had to have been 105, 110 degrees in here, and that is not I an exaggeration. That. Yeah, it I believe crazy. that. Poor Coach Smith and I, we did have a fan. We took turns putting the fan on each other. You, you know, I, I think I remember that because I think I brought my fan back in 2021 because all that duck work behind you, that wasn't yep. there yet. and But it was there last year, and yep. it felt a lot better up here. I just wish it felt that good on the sideline. <laughs> I, I, feel, I do feel for you. Hey, maybe we'll do the little swap out. We did that a few times last yeah. year and had fun with it. But uh, Maybe the good people of Snow Hill and, and the greater green – Green County area will pitch in and buy this place at Dome so we can air condition it for everybody. I love it. But what a beautiful facility, dude. And as we stand here, we're up in the press box right now. And uh, wow. I mean, that field looks amazing here at Green Central, doesn't it? It does. The grass is as green as it can be from left to right. All the, all the numbers out there, all the hash marks, everything looks great. Uh, it, it's just. It's perfect. It's a perfect field, and it's so good to see a football field again. It's been a long time, and, I mean, I just can't wait to get going. Can't wait for kickoff coming up in just just under two hours. Absolutely. That voice, that's Paul Whittington. He will be our sideline reporter tonight. And I do have to mention it. You know your mom will absolutely kill. I'm sorry. The Brian Hanks Show executive producer, Linda Whittington, will have my butt if I don't bring up. You know, last time we did a game, you didn't have a child on the way at that time. Did I it? didn't. The last time we were together, we didn't have a child on the way, and now we got one on the way. And there's, uh, we're, we're going to have to tap Jason Bryan on the shoulder at some point during this football season, so he can, so he can come in and, and fill in for me, as I'll have to be out on new dad duty here in a few weeks. But uh, we got some time before that, so we're, we're going to be here until we can. We'll, we'll miss about a couple of weeks and then come back. Or do we? Or do we? We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> hey, I did want to bring this up. This has okay. nothing to do with our coverage area. But uh, I want to talk about Cleveland High School for just a moment. Uh, you know, they, they are regionally the closest team to my house, or geographically, I should say. Interesting stat that I read this morning. I wasn't even doing prep work for this show. But uh, just on CBS17.com, doing the regular news updates that I do throughout the day. And they ran a story about the Cleveland High School football team. And for all the accolades that they have, we can go ahead and start engraving the new, the new plaque to go in their trophy case for the Guinness World Record that I'm sure that they'll have to be awarded at some point. They have a lot of twins on their team, Brian. Okay. I'll set the over-under at three and a half. How oh, many? There's no way they have four sets of twins on one. They got team. five sets of twins on that what? team, Brian. The, the Cleveland High School Rams sporting five sets of twins this year. Thank God for numbers because if we were just going by names, this job right here would be impossible. <laughs> Best of luck to our friend Randy Caps and everything yeah. that he's going to be doing calling Johnston County Sports this year. Five sets. I've ne- I've I don't know five sets of twins. I don't think I do either. I do remember, and I think it was actually Green Central several years ago who had two sets of twins, and we were just all agog, you know, all agog about that. Five, that's crazy, dude. It's wild. I, I, don't, I barely know ten people, let, let alone <laughs> five sets of twins. Uh, that that's crazy though, but hey, good for them. Yeah, absolutely good for them. Listen, these are the games you are going to hear. Uh, like you heard Paul say, kicking off here in what about an hour and fifty minutes, right here on nine sixty the bull nine sixty the bull dot com. You're going to hear North and North Green Central. But here are the other games that are taking place tonight. Kenston travels to Winterville to take on South Central. South and North travels to Johnston County. They are up in uh, Kenley tonight as the Blue Devils will be taking on North Johnston. Arundel Parrot Academy travels to Harold's to uh, take on a traditional powerhouse 
Harold's Christian Academy. Now, that's an 11-man game. Yeah, opening the season up with 11 players on the field as opposed to their normal eight. There you go. And then the final game of the night in our neck of the woods anyway is Aiden Grifton at Wilson Prep. Uh, Second-year program, Wilson Prep. You think, oh, that's going to be real over. Oh, no, my friend. You'll hear from uh, Coach Paul Cornwell, Cornwell here in a few moments. And uh, Wilson Prep, a team that went 8-3. and three. Now, they're a 1A team, but they went 8-3 and three last year and made it to the state playoffs. So, yeah. Uh, uh, some tough game. How about that? We start the season, though, Paul. Everybody's on the road. I don't even know if you noticed that or not. North and North yeah. at Green Central. Kinston at South and North. South and North at North Johnston. Parrot all the way down in Harrell's Aiden Grifton and Wilson. I, I don't remember. This wasn't the case last year because we've got nope. a couple of new uh, opponents for these teams. But all six of our local teams, and not even counting Bethel. Bethel's off tonight. But uh, all six of our local teams all on the road. That's crazy. That's great. Hey, if you're attending any of these games, make sure to tweet us some scores tonight at Paul Whittington or at Brian C. Hanks, I believe it is. B.C. Hanks. Hanks. I knew there was a C in there. (laughs) Uh, B.C. Hanks on Twitter or on X, I should say, uh, or at Paul Whittington. Let us know some scores, uh, especially if you're going to be down there at Harold's. Yeah, I gave, I gave the, the big X, yeah. Hit the X with your arms. Y'all can't see that. But. That must be your pirate stuff coming through there. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Hey, a little pirate stuff coming through on you today. Uh, yeah, Look at the heck here. Yeah, and the shorts. And the shorts, oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I just decided it's what felt right. Hey, the Rilo Discount Drugs pregame show, you know who it's brought to you by? Rilo Discount Drugs. Tell us about them. Absolutely. Rilo Discount Drugs has been supporting high school athletes for more than 37 years. They have been voted the best pharmacy in the area a record 11 times. They offer a MedSync program so that you can get all of your medications filled just once a month. Reload Discount Drugs, they truly give you more than low prices. We've been doing this. I've been doing this for now. This is my fourth season, and this has said 37 years for for all four years. I think we can go ahead and upgrade this to more than 40 years. I believe we can. Yeah, we keep saying 37 years every uh, every year. I, let's, say, let's even say for either more or close to four decades. I love it. There you go. I love it, too. Okay, so, uh, hey, thank you to Reload Discount Drugs. Listen, thank you to all our sponsors who bring you uh, high school football here every Friday night on 960 The Bull, 960thebull.com. Davis Wholesale Tire, they are the sponsor of Game of the Week. You just heard uh, Paul talking about Reload Discount Drugs. How about Down East Protection Systems, King's Restaurant, the Kinston Police Department, Lenore Community College, Lenore County Public Schools, GoEco, Lenore Tire and Appliance, Spence Automotive. Uh, and speaking of Spence Automotive, Keith will be up here in the press box with us when the game starts. UNC Lenore Healthcare and Woman Life of Kinston. Hey, love has to go out not just to these sponsors who support our young men and high school football here in the area. But to Jason Bryant, too, who, by the way, is running an errand for us because we're missing a piece uh, so we can hear back to the station. Mm-hmm. How about Jason running to uh, go get us a piece of equipment? Well, I hope he took his car because it's hot out. We'll have a weather report coming up later today. Uh, but it's hot out, and Dollar General is not exactly right down the road. It really isn't. You know, you although when I described it to him, yeah. although when I described it to him, I made it sound like it was right down the road. So take that, Jason Bryant. <laughs> you know he's listening right now. He's I know. I love him, though. Back. I love him. Well, I tell you what, here we're going to take our first break of the Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show. We have interviews for you. Goodness gracious, coming up first here, we're going to have an interview for you from uh, Aiden Grifton, head football coach, Paul Cornwell. That's right, Paul Cornwell, uh, gone for three seasons. He's back. He's going to talk about that. Then you're going to hear from Rendell Parrot Academy head football coach, Matt Beeman. From South Lenore head football coach, Will Harrell. Kenston head football coach, Ryan Diesel-Gieselman. And then the two coaches in the game tonight. North Lenore's Larry Dale, the second. 
And then Green Central's Jay Wilson. Uh, very excited about that. So, uh, back to the station. Oh, we got to give Ed Hawkins some love, too. Uh, Hawk, who is uh, producing us uh, back in New Bern, making us sound good or trying his best to make us sound good. Uh, Hawk, we are going to uh, – he says uh, – Take on. a two-minute timeout. Yeah, we're going to take a two-minute timeout, Hawk. Two minutes. And when we come back, you're going to hear from Aiden Grifton, head football coach Paul Cornwell here on the Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show. You can unmute. They can't hear us? No, he mutes us back at the board, remember? Oh, yep. okay. Well, very good. Well, the thing is, though, we're being recorded right now, yep. so it's going to pick us up. So, And I'm going to post this, so uh, well, don't curse. Okay? We'll, we'll keep it PG. How about that? Five sets of twins. I've, dude, the mo- I've been doing this, I mean, my 33rd year, dude. I've never heard of I have heard of two, and I yep. think it was right here at Green Central. They had two sets of twins probably about 10, 12 years ago. But, uh, I don't think the entire time. I've three. The entire time that I was at Kinston High School, or really any school for that matter, I, I would even venture to guess ECU. I don't know that there were five sets of twins attending at the same time. Dude, that's like children of the corn type stuff. Yeah, you know? line. <laughs> Can you imagine what if they all played on the same side of the ball? <laughs> all ten of them say, say they're, they're part of the starting offense. And you look, and on the offensive line, there's – two guys that look exactly the same. <laughs> and then right. you look over at a receiver set, and there's yeah. two receivers. St- that's what I would do. If I was their head coach, that's what I would do. Man, that was wild. That is wild. Where are we minute at? 10, minute 10. Okay. Minute 10 to go or a minute 10? No, in? we're a minute 10 in. Okay. I'll start counting it down here in just a second. Well, I tell you, yeah, when we get down to 10, let's stop talking. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> Five. Dude, I, you're, I'm with you. I've never heard of that before. 30 seconds. Fifteen seconds, we'll say mics are hot. Welcome back to the Real O Discount Drugs pregame show. And joining us, uh, there's no better way for us to start our coaches' interviews than with uh, one of the gentlemen. Uh, and when I say gentlemen, I mean absolute gentleman that is has just been so well-loved and so well-respected. And, Coach, I told you when you left the coaching uh, fraternity a couple of years ago that uh, the world is a much better place with Paul Cornwell walking on a sideline. By God, you're back here again. And I just wanted to say thank you for coming back. And uh, I know the Eden Grifton community is guy is very excited. I've seen all the Facebook posts. I've seen uh, just uh, everything you've posted, the reaction to it and everything. And, hey, just, I don't even know what to say other than thank you for coming back, Coach. Well, thank you, Brian. I appreciate that. I'm excited to be back. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, you know, once you're a coach, you're always a coach. I don't think it matters what you really do from that point moving forward. But I had an opportunity to come back and try it again. And um, so I took advantage, and I'm excited about it. Well, Coach, I can tell you, you were, and I'm not denigrating anybody here, Coach. I'm just saying, 
you were missed at Aiden Grifton. I mean, it just didn't have the same feel. I mean, I covered, you know, we did a couple of games here on 960 The Bull and went to a couple of games. And I can just tell you, uh, and it wasn't just the, the W's and L's. It was just the whole atmosphere. You, you were missed in, uh, you were missed at Aiden Grifton. We're so happy to have you back, Coach. I got to ask you, what? Let, let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, you had gone into administration at uh, Farmville Central over in Pitt County. Uh, and uh, this opportunity, like you said, reopened and you decided to come back. What led you to make that decision, Coach Cornwell? Well, it was a couple things. Uh, you know, I had, had gone into the administrative game, and it's okay. It's just a different world, and uh, uh, it's something I probably just could have continued to do until I retired. But um, it, it just, um, you know, when I – you know, I was helping with this process when uh, Coach Light decided to, you know, step down and make a change. And I was helping uh, Corey Skinner, our athletic director here at Aiden Griffin, uh, kind of with the process and, and sorting through things. And uh, as we were going through the process and my wife was encouraging me, you know, kind of behind the scenes, she knew that I wasn't really happy with what I was doing. And um, and so finally through the process, I just told Coach Skinner that, you know, if we could work some things out, that I would be interested in coming back. And it just kind of all came together from that point, you know, moving forward. So I, with my girls being here, you know, with students and, uh, this being home, it just all seemed to, to be a good fit. And, uh, and, and just, uh, it all kind of came together. This is a question I'm sure you've been asked several times, but coach, I'm going to ask it again, but uh, how much did you miss coaching? I mean, yes, in administration, I know uh, those numbers in your paycheck, they're probably a little bit stronger when you're on the admin side, but uh, how much did you miss those Friday nights? Not just the Friday nights, but the practices and getting your team ready for the games and going to the JV game on the road the night before and all that. How much did Paul Cornwell miss all that, sir? Well, there's parts of it you, you definitely miss. I mean, there's, you know, the practices and being with the guys and then, you know, game night, being on the sidelines and under the lights and all that and just seeing the kids develop. There's parts of it that, you know, it's hard. I mean, there, there's parts of, you know, when you're dealing with kids who are not always as invested as you would like for them to be and and trying to make sure they're where they're supposed to be and doing what they're supposed to do, that's a challenge and that's for every coach. And, and that's what pushes a lot of people out. And, um, you know, and it's just, uh, it, it, there's, there's always going to be those parts, you know, uh, that it's just part of that position that is not always the most fun. So, uh, but yeah, I enjoy, I, I did miss, uh, you know, the, the football side of it. Just, uh, I have still had a lot of coaches reaching out to me about different things and staying in contact. And I was a reference for a lot of coaches applying for jobs and, you know, so, uh, you know, I maintain a lot of contact with those guys, but it, you know, still not the same. And uh, so getting back into it and, and building a staff and, and building a, rebuilding a team is, uh, has been challenging but fun. Oh, I bet it has, and especially as a student of the game as you are. You know what? I've no, I don't think I've had you on either the Brian Hanks show or the uh, or the pregame show here. So I want to ask about this. I hope you don't mind. But looking back at the East West game, you were the head coach of the East West game. Now we didn't have it in 2020 because of the pandemic, but in 2021, you got to be the head coach. You had D's on your staff that year. Uh, just, right. uh, I would love for you just to, if you don't mind. I know here we are getting ready for. <laughs> your season opener in uh, Wilson tonight, but I would love for you just to take a couple of moments and just uh, uh, tell us what that was like being the head coach of uh, the East team in that East West game coach. 
Baseball is a great, great experience. Uh, you know, I had an opportunity to be an assistant coach in 2016 with Tom Nelson from over at Fike High School. Uh, Bo Williams from Jacksonville was on that staff and some other guys, you know. So uh, it was a phenomenal experience, and I thought Tom really did a great job of expressing to us, you know, that this is about the experience and keeping it fun and let's let's make it a, a great opportunity for everybody. And so when I became a head coach, I kind of took that same thing and I, I told the coaching staff, I said, I want this to be one of the best weeks of your entire, you know, football career because you don't get these opportunities very often and you want to be able to look back and and really and really appreciate the opportunity you had. And I thought we did. I, I, everything went great. We did not win the game. Uh, we lost seven to nothing, uh, just a, a hard fall game. Um, but, you know, I have the guys from that staff. We established a group chat when we were going through the process. And it's funny because those guys are still talking to each other. You know, <laughs> Hazelman and, uh, you know, Coach Thomas from down at Cape Fear and Coach Duff from South Columbus and all those guys, they, they all had a lot in common. They, they enjoyed doing a lot of the same things. So there's still a lot of, you, you built that connection now, and they still that, that there's still pop ups on that little group chat every here and there that just uh, maintaining that. So that's really for me what it was all about. You know, we, we don't we don't get those opportunities a lot of times. You want it to be that great experience for the kids and for the coaches. And so I thought we had a phenomenal week. Great group of people. We had a great group of kids. Uh, everything you could ask for. And so yeah, it was it was uh, it was great. Well, like I said, I just wanted to go down memory lane a little bit uh, with that. Since that was technically, if I'm correct here, Coach, that's the last time you coached a football game. Is that right? That is correct. Yeah, the summer <laughs> of July of 2021 is the last time I've, uh, I coached a game. So, And then prior to that, it was in November of 19. So, Wow. Uh, wow. So, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a while. So, um, And things have changed. I mean, you know, there's – how, you know, some of the kids are a little bit different and, and, you know, how things are going, it's just a little bit different, but, you know, we're, we're trying to get back to building a culture that we had at that point. So that's still, that's still a work in progress, but we're getting there. Well, when you left in 2019, and I don't have to tell you this, Coach. I mean, just again, one of the celebrated coaches here in Eastern North Carolina, and one, you're a coach's coach. I mean, I, I like to use this story a lot. You beat Diesel 70 or 73 to nothing, or whatever that score was in his first year, and he still considers you one of his. He looks up to you, and he's like, uh, you know, a lot of times, hey, I got to tell you, Coach Cornwell, if someone had beat me 70 to nothing, I don't know if I would like that person very much. But, 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 but Diesel, he thinks the world of you. Everybody that you talk to about, they, they think the world of you. And when you left in 2019, Coach, and uh, what, it helped me here. I think it was a 17 year or 18 consecutive years of making the state playoffs to that uh, area. Was it 17 or 18, Coach? I think it was like I it may have been like nineteen or twenty. I Maybe can't remember. But you never miss a playoff, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And your no. when you took over uh, the program, you never miss the state playoffs. Well Aiden and I don't have to remind you this or tell you this, Aiden Grifton football is kinda of taking a downturn in fact to the point where now they've not won a game since October uh twenty twenty one. So it's been two years, went 0 and ten last year, coach. How how have you been? And I've watched some of this on the sideline here on Facebook and watching how you're getting the community back involved with it. But but tangibly, how have you been uh getting football back to the forefront at Aiden Grifton since you decided to go back there, sir? 
Well, I think the first thing that we really attacked was rebuilding a JV team and our JV program. And so uh, getting into the middle schools and, and trying to generate some excitement. And part of the reason way we did that was having – we have some guys that are, for the first time that I've ever done that here, we have a JV coaching staff. So they are – the JVs are separate. They have their own coaches. Um, they've worked out all summer separately. They practice separately. Um, and I think that's a, that allowed them through the summer to kind of build, you know, they're, they're building their team, you know, and not having the – we didn't have everybody mixed in together anymore. And I think that that has helped maintain the numbers to where now we have – I think we're sitting right out about 26 or 27 on the JV team. Uh, and almost – most of that group are freshmen. Uh, so, um, yeah, and then, of course, really, we have, we're very young on the varsity. So uh, you're looking at probably two-thirds of the kids in our program right now are either freshmen or sophomores. Wow. So um, but that was the big thing. That was the first. And then was to get back here and start recruiting the kids who, first of all, you're returning players. Uh, you know, we had talked with a lot of those guys. You know, it's, it's difficult. 0-10 is, is – there's no way around that. I mean, there's – you know, it just wasn't good. And um, so we had to really – and not all those kids came back. Uh, most of them did, um, but not all. And then then getting kids that are in the building, you know, let's see how many kids we could get out for spring practice. And then that kind of helped us get into summer workouts and that kind of stuff. So – it has been a process, and, you know, it's like anything. There, there's been some frustrating moments, but there's been some really some great moments. Um, we took a great group to FCA football camp and had a lot of success and fun and, and, and really grew there. So, and then the early going, what we're learning right now is we're really learning how to practice. It, that is a, something that is a part of that process, and we are – we went into our scrimmages and we were, you know, inconsistent. And I, and I talked to them about how that, that comes from practice. You know, if we, if we practice inconsistently, then we will play inconsistently. And so we're, we're, we're building that to where we practice at a consistent level and at a high level. Um, and, and so it's, that's all part of it. And so right now it's, the focus has been on us. It really doesn't matter who we play or any of that kind of stuff, because all that will take care of itself. Uh, you know, if we're learning how to prepare and, uh, and, and practice together, then it, that will show up on the field. And uh, so we, tonight's our first chance to, to see where we are. Absolutely, and that game is tonight. And Wilson, as you'll be taking on uh, Wilson Prep and Coach, I've got to admit, I I consider myself a, you know, a pretty good expert on area uh, football programs, not just right here in our coverage area, but you know, in Pitt County and even in Wilson County. Coach, I know nothing about Wilson Prep. Tell us about them, Coach. Well, Wilson Prep is a charter school, um, so they draw from a, a large. They most within the state, your charter schools have about a 25 mile range around them that they can draw from. So there's no real district. So pretty much anybody in Wilson County and some of the surrounding counties, you know, can go to school there. Um, they are in their second year of varsity football. Last year, I think they they won eight games. Um, they're in the tall Roanoke 
1A conference, um, which I think they're picked to win this year. Um, and they've got a lot of talent. They're, uh, they've got size. They've got speed. Um, they're going to be a handful to deal with tonight, and they're going to be a handful for the whole, uh, you know, for the whole season. You know, everybody in that league is going to you know, have a tough time. And, and in the 1As, I think when they get to the playoffs, they're going to be, they're going to be dangerous. They're well coached. Um, you know, wing T, uh, they, they're in a gun with that. And they, the coach, I think it come from Wake Forest where they've done that for a long time. But, um, you know, they've, they've got talent and they've got high expectations and they, they're excited and they should, uh, they're going to have a really good team and a good season. So, um, you know, but for, like I said, for us, it's really more about, it's more about us just going and playing and seeing where we are. Um, you know, and it wouldn't matter if we were playing Wilson Prep or the Dallas Cowboys. It's really still about seeing how we've progressed and, and how we put things together into a game and we can learn from it and then move on to the next week regardless of, you know, regardless of what happens, we have to be ready to – the big one of the big things we've talked about is learning how to play the next play. And if something good happens or bad happens, it doesn't matter. We still have to be ready to play the next and not letting things affect us. And um, so tonight will be a good test on that. Well, Coach, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to say exactly what I said at the beginning of this interview, and I mean it sincerely. This world is a much better place with Paul Cornwell walking on the sideline. Thank, thank you for coming back. Thank you for uh, joining us here on the pregame show. Good luck tonight in Wilson, sir. Well, Brian, you know I'm a big fan of yours too. So we 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 go way back. So I appreciate you having me, and looking forward to uh, working with you again. And welcome back to uh, the pregame show here, the Relo Discount Drugs pregame show. And I meant what I said there, uh, Jason Bryant, who's uh, joining us right now after uh, making a great run to uh, get us some equipment that we needed. Thank you, sir. I was on too. Oh, okay. What's up, man? Hey, yeah. I think Ooh, we got I am it. I'm getting that return. Yeah. Yeah. Here, there. That's awesome. Anyway, what I meant there, uh, I'm glad to see Paul Cornwell back. I know you are too. Yeah, absolutely. He, he's a big part of Eastern North Carolina football for a long time. And to have him back where he, I think his heart is, I mean, it's like you said, it's not nothing wrong with administration, but it just wasn't for him is what I took out of it. And I think he's back where he belongs and he'll be great. And I think he'll be there. You heard what he said. His daughters are sophomores. So I guarantee you one thing, Jason Bryant. He will be be there for at least the next three seasons. Okay. At least the next three seasons, <laughs> but after that, it's uh, who's guess. There you go. You're right about that. Okay. Uh, let's take a let's take a two minute timeout and go. see where we're at and uh, adjust from there. Sounds good. Let's take a two minute timeout. When we come back, you'll hear from Rendell Parrot Academy head football coach Matt Beeman here on the Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show. You're right. I could hear us. Uh, oh, shoot. I, did you start the timer? Because I didn't. commercials right now can you make sure I have my audio feed in my ear because I don't see anything coming back from you 
see anything coming through on the return. Well, keep. I need you to keep playing commercials till we figure it out because I got to be able to hear this. got nothing I mean it's not even showing up on on the readings like whenever you come back to me live And welcome back to the Real O Discount Drugs pregame show. Brian Hanks, Jason Bryant, Paul Whittington live here from Green Central High School as we are uh, getting ready for this North Lenore at Green Central season opener here in Snow Hill. Very excited about that. Again, thank you to Real O Discount Drugs for being the sponsor of our pregame show. Okay, uh, as promised, uh, Arundel Parrot Academy, they open their season again, just like last year with a back-to-back 11-man football games. They will be, uh, they're traveling down to Harold's Christian Academy to take on uh, that NCISAA 
powerhouse, 11-man powerhouse down there. So I uh, had an opportunity to talk to uh, Matt Beeman. Here goes that interview with him. Welcome back to the Real O Discount Drugs pregame show. Joined here on our Spence Automotive guest line by uh, one of the good guys, man. A championship winning coach coming off a state championship in 2022. It's a Rendell Parrot Academy head football coach, Matt Beeman. And uh, coach, it's got to be fun being introduced that way, right? Yes, sir. It always beats uh, alternative. Uh, very, very proud of uh, what we've accomplished here at Parrot. Well, I tell you what. Like I said again, uh, now seventy three and thirty one, and uh, what intense season. Or in fact, I need, I, coach. I need to correct that. I haven't even updated my thing. Uh, just uh, again, four state championships, three runners up. Uh, you, you've got to be proud. And before we even jump into uh, tonight's game and uh, this season, I mean, I, I want you to take a moment, Coach, and you deserve it, just to look back at this tenure that you've had so far here at Randall Parrot Academy, sir. Uh, you know, it's been a great run. Uh, hopefully we can keep it going. Uh, you know, obviously we won four. The three that we lost kind of stick out more than me than the ones that we won because <laughs> I feel like we gave two of those away. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's just the Coach coach talk but uh yeah i mean very very proud and we've got a great administration great kids i mean these kids work hard uh you know they they really have bought in and early you know buying what we're selling so uh it's just a great place to be i gotta ask sir and you just made a very good point that it's so funny you championship level coaches and i include you and wells gullage and even george whitfield and those type uh coaches that have uh you know that have won multiple state championships so uh, perry tindall i'll throw him in there too that it's just it's crazy why do you think that is psychologically and yes i'm asking you to psychologically break down yourself here coach beeman but why do you think you you guys especially you multiple state championship guys why do you why is it so hard to get over the losses and and maybe not be able to celebrate the wins as much as you should i just think you know to win multiple you know it's it, it's, it's hard to do, you know. Winning one's hard, but in my opinion, staying on top's harder and harder than winning the first one. And yeah, I think it's just you know we, we want perfection. You know that's what you're always chasing. And you know you the ones that got away, where you think, man, I kind of did this. You know that that just sticks in your mind more than the wins. I really don't know why, but it's just kind of the way I'm wired. And you know. You know, always want the next one as bad as you wanted the first one. So I think it's just what makes us click. It, and it, that is so cruel, especially, like I said, the names that I just brought up there. And I mean, Wells Gullage is one of those guys. He, he lost his first state championship attempt in 2007 before winning in 08 and 10 and 12. And you ask him, and he says almost the exact same thing you say there, Coach Beeman, that, you know, Man, that that 2007 one, it just got away from us. And I'm like, Coach, you won three state championships after that. Yeah, I know, but that 07 game, it just, it's not fair, Coach. You should be able to celebrate these. Let's look back at uh, last year, Coach, and uh, definitely, definitely a season to celebrate. You guys finish up 11-1. and one. You lose your first game of the season. You go on to win 11 straight, including the state championship, and win two of those uh, games as market underdogs, taking on uh, Greenville's John Paul II. Just say, give us the, the little uh, Matt Beeman wrap up of the 2022 season, sir. Just a, a great season. I mean, one of those uh, movie like years. I mean, you can make a movie on the 2022 team, you know, coming off 
a two, disappointing end to the 2021 season where we felt like we should have won. We, we were the better team that year. Didn't really went. Didn't, could just couldn't finish the deal. And this group, nobody besides the group, our group, our in the locker room thought we had a chance. And these guys just bought in, and you could just see us every game where we're getting better, where we're getting better. And you know, just the seniors we had on that group that just maybe not have been the most talented group we've ever had, but definitely they had that it factor. You know, you hear coaches talk about it all the time the it factor that you really can't put a measuring stick on. And these guys just had it; they refused to lose. And uh, you know, it's just a very special run. Had some very special players. Um, you know, and it was just one of those every years that everything came together. It absolutely did. And you can't think about the 22 season without thinking about uh, just, I got to tell you, coach, one of the best, uh, well, it was team performance too, but even individual performances that you've ever seen, uh, that not just you, but any of us have ever seen in Ashton Brinson and just an incredible season he had, but spent part of the season injured, and I'm not so sure, Coach. He wasn't as valuable on the sideline encouraging his teammates as he was when he was on the field, Coach. Yes, he's just that guy. I mean, they don't make they don't make him like Ashton Brinson every day. Uh, he just, you know, was our ultimate team guy. You know, he never wanted the, the praise. Obviously, he deserved it, but he never wanted it. He would defer to his offensive line. He would defer to the other running backs. He's just he just one of those generational-type players, in my opinion, and uh, they don't come around every day. A lot of times you don't get to see it, you know, when you're sitting in the stands or if you're like myself and Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith, that, you know, when we're sitting up in the press box. But I had a couple of opportunities last year to be on the sideline for a couple of your games, Coach, and just to hear him. I mean, again – I mean, that's not something he would even put out there, but, I mean, just the encouragement he gave his teammates. And then, on the flip side, the encouragement that his teammates gave him, too. It just – I guess I say all that to say, Coach Beeman, just a very, very special young man, a very, very special group of young men on that 2022 Patriots team, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. Like I say, that this group just gelled together. I mean, they were they were one team. They didn't care who got the credit. All they cared about was winning. And you, you saw that each and every every Friday night. And, you know, the, this was a group at practice. You know, I think I had to get into them early one good time, but then I would have to make up things to get into them. You know, <laughs> I mean, whoa, 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 whoa. wait a minute, wait a minute, coach. <laughs> Coaches make up stuff to get into their guys? Come on now. Sometimes you, you feel like you got to flip that switch. And, you know, most teams, you don't have to worry about that. You can, you can kind of pick that. But this group of guys, I mean, that they just did what they were supposed to do. It was one of those groups that you you, you really had to find something if you wanted if you wanted to get into a good, one good time. That's awesome. That voice you're listening to is Matt Beeman here on the Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show, Rendell Parrot Academy. His Patriots take on uh, the only team that put a mark in that L column last year for the Patriots as you travel to Harold's to take on Harold's Christian Academy and an, and an, and an 11 man game tonight, coach. Uh, and listen, uh, folks in Eastern North Carolina, they know Harold's Christian Academy, one of the best NCISAA 11 man teams. And, uh, are, there's a reason why you schedule these guys, uh, every year to start your season, isn't it? Yeah. So like I say, uh, we, we feel like we need to be challenged to early. And this is definitely a game that we're going to be challenged. You know, you find out a lot from your team. A lot of times after, you know, when they lose, then when they win. When you win, everybody's feeling good. But when you get, when you when you take one on the chin, you really realize who really wants to be there. So, uh, you know, 
this is a game that I feel like we're, we can be competitive in. But if we don't have our things together, you know, they can they can run away from us very quick. And you know, it's always tough going down the Heralds to play. We're just glad for the opportunity. Absolutely. A Heralds team, like I said, last year beat you guys 55-38. to 38 And fans even last year knew, listen, that game was a heck of a lot closer than 55-38. to 38. Well, What happened in that game against them last year, sir? Yeah, I, they run the wing tee, you know, like a lot of, lot of schools in that area do. We were prepared for the wing tee, you know, and their best running back got injured on about the fourth play. And then, so we were prepared for the wing tee. It was the first game of the year. We had a lot of sophomores in new spot, and they were prepared for what we had coached them. And then Harold's went spread. And you know, those young guys were not ready for the spread. We had, I think, three or four just blown coverages where we just gave them touchdowns. And, you know, we feel like that was one that got away from us, too. You know, we felt like we were the better team, and we had them on the ropes there in the fourth quarter. We just couldn't get that stop. And uh, so it was just one of those games that, you know, you, you lost, but you took a lot of good things out of it because you went toe-to-toe with a perennial 11-man team that always is one of the top teams in the NCAA. So, like I said, it was a loss, but we saw that, hey, we might be better than we thought, and then the season just got rolling after that. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, I like that tangibly, Coach. What do you think you you learned? What do you think your your boys learned after that fifty five to thirty eight season opening loss to Harold's last year? But I think they learned that hey, if, if if we keep getting better, we're gonna have a chance. You know, we we knew we went against a good athlete, a very physical team up front, and you know that's one reason we scheduled Harold's. We knew John Paul was gonna be the team to beat in our league. And they were a very physical fo- football team up front, and we showed that we could meet that physicality. So it kind of shows a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel that, you know, we what we were telling the guys that you can do this, they were like, hey, maybe Coach is right. Maybe we can. And like I said, I think we, we took a lot. We gained a lot from that loss. How much is that team uh, this season? Uh, you've had t- a chance, I guess, now to see them on tape a little bit, maybe in a scrimmage or two or whatever, but uh, how similar is this 2023 edition of Harold's Christian Academy to the 2022 edition, Coach? I would say they're a lot different. Uh, pretty much the same guys up front. They did lose their quarterback who really gave us problems last year. Uh, now they have kind of a three-headed monster in the backfield running the wing tee. They're just not relying on one guy like they were last year. So I would expect it to be more of a run-heavy heavy, heavy uh, offense from them, and they're just going to try to wear us down with those three backs that they have in the backfield. So a lot different team than what we played last year. Okay, well, we'll circle back to Harold's here in just a couple of moments, but I did want to take a quick look at your uh, 2023 schedule. And, Coach, <laughs> as different a schedule as you've seen in front of you, uh, laid out here in front of you uh, over the past five, six, seven years. I mean, in fact, three brand new schools that you've never seen before in Richlands, Liberty Christian, and Father Capadano, I hope I'm saying that right, out of Vass, and then even Sandhills Classical, which will travel to to Southern Pines late in the season, uh, I guess on October the 6th. Uh, a little bit different look this season, though, to this schedule, isn't there, sir? Yes, and also next week we're playing Northwest Halifax. Yeah, uh, eleven man yep, game. Yep. So that's actually four teams that we've never played. So yes, a lot different schedule. Uh, we are glad to add some teams to the eight man league. I think there's over twenty three teams playing eight man football in the state this year compared to sixteen or seventeen last year. So eight man is growing in our area, which is good to see. And you know, it's nice Liberty just down the road in Richlands. We're hopeful we can build a nice little rivalry uh, with those guys. 
Exactly. And I mentioned this. You came on our uh, Brian Hanks show uh, earlier this week, too. I believe it was on Monday. And I, I told you, if you've noticed, and I'm even going to reiterate it again, so here I am bringing up something I said that I don't bring up. But I'm not asking you about going to 11-man anymore, especially with the, this sudden growth of uh, eight-man teams. But is this something that you see, Coach? I mean, could we see more growth in private school eight-man teams? And, heck, Coach, even maybe uh, public school eight-man teams. Yes, I like that. We were at the Jamboree this past week, and uh, – there were three public school 11-man teams there that were saying, Coach, we're, we're very interested in eight-man football. Uh, so, you know, their numbers are dwindling. And so I think that there's an avenue that the NCHSA could really, could really take advantage of if they would, uh, would create a league there. I think you would see a lot of things move over to eight-man because we're seeing the growth already. But, you know, the negative with the public schools, if they move to eight-man, they're not playing for anything because they can't play for a state championship because they're not part of our association. So that's where I think that they would need the public school, NCHSA, to create that that division so they can actually be playing for something at the end of the year. And as I said, when you came on our show, on the Brian Hanks show on 960 The Bull earlier this week, that would just be awesome. You were the one that brought up Jones Sr. That would be perfect. I'm even thinking south and north, Spring Creek, some of the uh, Halifax County teams, uh, especially these teams that are out uh, you know, in the east where they've only got maybe 250, 300 kids that go to school there. That'd be perfect, and it would be. It would talk about building some rivalries. We said this on the show, but coach, wouldn't it be something to have South Lenore versus Parrot Academy Eight Man, Jones Senior versus uh, Parrot Academy Eight Man? That'd be a lot of fun, wouldn't it, sir? Yeah, yes, that would. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, really good for the community. Absolutely. That voice you listen to, Matt Beeman, as we're wrapping up our uh, very first Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show of the year interview with him. And let's uh, circle back, like I said, uh, to Harold's tonight. You've told us a, a completely different-looking team from last year. Uh, you, again, you've had a chance to see him on tape. But what are going to be keys to a Parrot Academy victory on the road tonight, Coach? We're going to have to meet their physicality. They're big up front. Uh, so, you know, one thing we harp on, we want to be the most physical team week in and week out. Uh, so that's going to be, first and foremost, we're going we're gonna to have to be a physical football team. And then it, I think it comes down to what every game comes down to, you know, turnovers and penalties. I think we're going to have to win the turnover battle. We're going to have to turn them over a few times and then obviously play penalty-free football. If we can play a clean game and make them make some mistakes, I think we're going to have a chance going into the fourth. Well, I'm very excited about this season, Coach. Talking to Jason Bryan, I think we've got three of your games this year that we're going to be doing start, uh, beginning with uh, Wake Christian on uh, Thursday night, on Thursday, August yeah, 31st. Right. So we're looking forward to that, Coach. Listen, thank you so much for everything. Thank you for coming on uh, the Brian Hank Show. Thank you for doing this. Look forward to another exciting season of a Rental Parrot Academy football here in 2023, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate all you guys do for, for the players in this area and for the, you know, just the community. And uh, welcome back live here uh, at Green Central High School. And as it always does, Jason, it's always a lot of fun. We get here so early. You know, yep. we get here, well, uh, you and Paul were here much earlier than me today. But uh, we get here so early, and there's usually there's nobody here. But it's fun watching now. Green Central's out on the field warming up. Uh, they don't have their shells on yet, but they do have their helmets yep. on. North Lord just got they, here. Did they? Yeah, there you go. It right looks like, man, I'm excited about that. It looks like white pants and white shirts and white helmets. 
Glad it ain't raining out there, or it would be a mess. It definitely would. But uh, just back to uh, uh, Rental Parrot Academy for a second there. We have had, we've been very blessed. We've, what, covered now two of their, or three of their state championships. Two or three. Two or three. Uh, but it, especially last year, we did that whole season just with them back in the 20, fall of 2020. Listen, that's good football over to Rental Parrot Academy, isn't it, dude? It is. That interview sounds a lot like every uh, interview Matt does at the first of the year, you know, trying to manage expectations. But he handles it well, and he keeps them grounded, and he, he knows what the ultimate goal is, whether he says it uh, publicly or not. But that's what he's thinking. That's what the fans are thinking. That's what the players are thinking. And uh, But Matt's done a heck of a job over there, and he's an even better person than he is a uh, – football coach because he's very generous with his time and he always gives us full access yep. lets us do whatever uh, we want to do and you know we we spread out this schedule uh, to the best of our ability sometimes it works better some years it works better than other years but yeah we're going to do three games prepared this year and see about the playoffs for all the schools and just keep doing what we're doing i love it i'll absolutely love it okay uh let's take a are we taking another two minute here? yes sir let's do it let's take a two minute timeout a two minute timeout when we come back you're going to hear from south lenore third year head football coach will harrell here on the rillo discount drugs pregame show Doing good. How you doing? Bull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960, The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. 
Welcome back to the Real Low Discount Drugs pregame show. On the line with us right now, the head football coach, third year head football coach of uh, those South North Blue Devils who will be traveling up to uh, Kenley to take on North Johnston tonight to open their 2023 season. It is Will Harrell, not Will Farrell, Will Harrell joining us here on the show this uh, afternoon. How you doing, sir? I really wish I was Will Ferrell right now and had all these millions of dollars, but I'm doing pretty good, Brian. That's awesome. Well, you're as funny as he is, if that makes you feel any better, okay? <laughs> I, I might even change careers, and that's what I'm talking about. There you go. Coach Harrell joining us here uh, again as his uh, Blue Devils. Man, I've got some numbers I'm getting ready to bounce off you. I think they're going to surprise you here in a few minutes. First, I'll, uh, talking about tonight's game uh, at North Johnson, but first let's start with uh, – let's take a look back at last season, Coach. Uh, a season you you guys go two and eight you finish one and five in the uh, east central 2a and i'm gonna have to start our interview with the same thing that i did on the brian hanks show earlier this week coach and that is uh coach harold there's not a lot of teams that can say they won their final game of the 2022 season you are one of those in that uh following that 25 to 20 victory at north lenore in the uh in the big uh, county battle that's got to be pretty good that you know like i said most of the time when a team finishes the season, they, you know, they lose their final game in the regular season, and maybe they don't make the playoffs, or they lose their, you know, their game in a playoffs. Coach, you're one of the few teams that can say, hey, we're going in to 2023 with a winning streak, and especially against a team like uh, a rival like the North Lenore Hawks, sir. Yeah, it was, uh, it was really big for us to really propel us into the offseason. I mean, uh, our kids were very proud of what we did that night. You know, the community was very proud. Uh, it it just really helped us jumpstart. I mean, we say, you know, we got the uh, we got the trophy over here. We want to keep it over here, and you know, you know, look what we did in two years to get it. Now, you know, we got to raise the bar some more and uh, and keep working to maintain it because you know, just like uh, just like we were after my first year, that we were. Upset we didn't win it. I know North Lenore was upset that they lost it. So, I mean, it's, I know they're going to try to come down here in October and, and take it back north of Riverwood. So, I mean, we, we really used that as a motivational tool. And uh, it was – it one, the really one good thing I really liked about it especially was, the, you know, we beat those uh, – we beat those Hawks for my seniors. I mean, that was huge for them. They – when I first got here, it was something because we, we haven't beat them since, you know, we uh, – we've been here so that was one thing that was really a team goal last year and you know i was happy to see them go out with that and like you said i mean i can only i know um not everybody wins that last one i know i know for sure there was four and all of them got a championship ring so I, i'm just uh <laughs> i can i can't say i won my last game last year so. Well, that's what I was going to say in our neck of the woods here coach harrell uh, the only two teams i could think of that won their last game of the season is South Lenore and East Duplin. That's pretty good company, isn't it? Oh yeah, we got that. Uh, you know, we got that Columbia Blue thing going on. So we got a little, <laughs> a little ties there. So. Definitely, that was that's definitely us, babe. Oh, absolutely. And I got to tell you, I had a blast looking at uh, Brian Norris' uh, post the other day on Facebook about uh, the new helmets. And I mean, hey, listen, hey, if you can't if you can't say anything else about South Lenore, you can say 
Man, you guys always look sharp. I mean, you really do. I mean, the program is improving. That is what it is. We're going to definitely get into that here in a few moments, Coach. But, uh, man, the, the South North Blue Devils, whether it's football, whether it's basketball, baseball, or whatever, y'all look sharp. And I got to tell you, that helmet that uh, North was holding up, uh, I love the logo and I love the color, too. And I, I bet you noticed what Jimmy Smith said about it, too, didn't you, sir? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I just, uh, I mean, we, we've had the, the white helmet for a while, and I was sitting there going, you uh, we don't need to go black. We don't need to go dark. You know, hot as it is, I really don't want a real dark helmet on the kids anyway because of the heat down here. I said, no, let's just go Columbia. So I called the guy to come get him. He's like, yeah, man, that's no problem. You know, you know East Newfoundland does it, Cleveland does it, and it's the same uh, paint scheme as Carolina. I know half a deep run is going to be mad when I say Carolina, but I said NC State Red, but it was a change, and it, it really uh, – that was – when I got them back, the kids saw it. They were really excited, and it. Uh, when we actually got uh, we got new pants this year with Columbia stripes down the side of it. So it, we're really, really going to look good. I said, man, you, know, you look good, play good. I, so I got you looking good now. You got to play good. So, <laughs> but now just you're right. I mean everything. I mean everything down here. I mean, just in the past two years I've been here, we've upgraded some facilities. We've upgraded about uniforms. I know. I think we ordered nine I think Combs ordered nine uniforms last year for various sports so we and we uh we've ordered uh pants for us this year we got new cheer uniforms we're getting new wrestling uniforms so we're, we're really trying to update our stuff and that's just something we talk about a lot you know the kids see other schools around us doing it they watch you know all the ESPN stuff they see the latest stuff out so it's just we just felt like that was something that we had to do to really get uh, like a recruiting tool to get the kids out. And it has definitely worked. I mean, every program has grown with numbers, has grown with, uh, with uh, tenants and games and stuff. And I mean, when you pull on campus, I mean, you're going to see you come on down here, man, this press box. I was up in it last night, the JV game. And I was sitting there going, God, there's a draft. Now it was the air conditioning blowing on me. It was nice. So we've definitely changed a lot of things down here. We're going to continue to do it. So, I can't wait for our first visit to South Lenora this year. It's going to be fun. On the line with us, like I said, Will Harrell. And I'll tell you what, one last look at the last couple of years, Coach. And I know one of the things uh, that I noticed with my own eyes, and you mentioned it on your appearance on the Brian Hanks show earlier this week too, was from your first year to your second year, especially amongst the East Central 2A coaches, there definitely was a big difference between uh, that South Lenora team that you took over just a few weeks uh, before the season started in 2021 and last year's 2022 campaign, wasn't there, sir? Absolutely. I mean, year one, um, you know, everybody knows who Wallace and East Duke and James Keenan and Southwest and everybody are. It really took us a year. And I know Coach, me and Coach Gieseman and Kenson thought about it. It took us really a year to get used to that type of football uh, coming from the previous comments when it was a lot of spread and throwing it around and, then, you know, we play these, this crowd, and it's the only time we're throwing in is to get a dry football on the field because, you know, it's <laughs> a little wet out there. So it really uh, it took us a year to see what we would have to become and what we would have to do in the weight room in the offseason. And last year, I mean, we took strides. and uh, We really knew what to expect. And, I mean, going into this year, I mean, the kids are, all right, Coach, we know we got to play this. We're going to see power football. We know what to expect. And, I mean, it's it's just – once you see this type of football, 
and the type of atmosphere because everybody we play brings a huge crowd. I mean, it's it's really exciting. I mean, it's exciting not only for the kids but for the community, and it's and it's nice to see since COVID the big crowds come back. You know, I mean, I know before I got here when I was in Martin County when they had all the limitations on the crowds and stuff, a lot of the fans were upset they couldn't get in. So it is great to. I'm going to knock on some wood when I say that, to kind of really get back to what it was pre-COVID. So, uh, I mean, it's just, just just seeing it and just experiencing it and just creating an overall atmosphere with this conference is it's very tough on the field, but, you know, just to see it and the guys experience it, and that's something that they're going to remember the rest of their life. Absolutely, and I got to tell you, uh, and that voice listener, Will Harrell, here on the Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show as we're getting ready for his game tonight uh, up in Kenley against North Johnson. Let's go ahead and uh, segue over to this season, Coach. Talk about expectations. I had high ones for you last year, Coach. I, listen, I said it on the show, on the Brian Hanks show earlier this week, and I'm, I'm putting it out there in the ether. I really do, Coach. I mean, looking at your schedule, going game by game, week by week, I see a 500 year this year. I see you guys 500. I see you guys winning at least two games in the conference this year. Uh, I think you'll beat North Lenore. I think uh, throw in either Kinston or Southwest uh, Onslow is that other win in the league. And I see you guys making the playoffs for the first time since 2010. Coach, I'm not the only one that says it. Since you were on my show, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine up in the uh, Johnston County area, which is where you guys will be tonight. I don't even know if you know this. Did you have you seen the Massey prediction for tonight's game, Coach? I have not. Uh, I've ready. been so busy doing that. I'm being so busy doing AD stuff too. I've been wrapped around and running able. What's the prediction? Well, I like that. I get to be the one to break this to you. You guys are ten, according to Massey ratings. You're ten point five point favorites going into tonight's game. What do you think about that, Coach? Uh, well, you know, um, <laughs> I, the last time I played North Johnson was, God, it was, I'm going to date myself now. It was 10 years ago. Okay. We, uh, I was at run, I was at running rapids and we went down there and they're always, I mean, they always got dudes. They've always had backs. They've always had big linemen. And right that night we had a lightning delay. I thought we had two lightning delays and whatever could go wrong went wrong and they ended up upsetting us. So, I'm hoping lightning doesn't strike twice, but uh, you know I'll take the ten and a half. And I love to see it. I mean, I mean honestly, uh, I mean a lot. I mean the thing about us, Brian, is you know we had 18 seniors last year, and I have one return returning start on offense. So I think our offensive side is going to take us a little time to really gel and click, having that many new moving parts. But there's a lot of potential. Um, so I mean, I, this sounds crazy because I mean, everybody. Excuse me, I'm going to throw it 100 times a game and just spread offensive guru stuff. I'm really excited about my defense going into the night. I really am. And just, I mean, the offensive stuff, I mean, we're going to be young in some places, both sides, but, I mean, especially youth and inexperience on the offensive side. I mean, any, any coach will tell you that's, you know, kind of always a concern. And, you know, we've really worked hard this week on, you know, taking care of the football because I told every year I tell the guys in you know, week one we don't have film but just a scrimmage so we haven't seen special things and we you know we haven't we haven't seen real game situations we don't know the whole thing you know it's the first game of the season everybody's excited including you know the guys holding the change everybody's excited so anytime you got to go somewhere on week one it's really a real dangerous atmosphere because you just don't know 
And, uh, I mean, being a coach, when you don't have everybody's kicking tendencies and special team stuff and down and distance stuff, I mean, it, it's kind of like a wait-and-see ball game. But I do feel good going into the night. I know North Johnson's going to play hard, as they always have. I think I think this is my fourth or fifth time playing them, so I'm expecting a very good ball game tonight. But I'll take ten and a half every day of the week back. There you go. Like I said, I, that was breaking news to me when my, my boy up in Johnson County told me that. But uh, the series history between uh, South North and North Johnson, they played each other. You guys played each other four times from 2001 to 2004, and South Lenore won three of those four games. So even even history uh, on, on the side of the, of the uh, Blue Devils a little bit tonight. Coach, you have had a chance, I'm sure, now to see North Johnson on tape. What, mm-hmm. what, what has impressed you about them, sir? They are very big up front, and they actually came to our scrimmage last year. I called Coach Barnett and I said, "Hey, man, I know we're going to play the year after, and would you like to come down?" And we got to—I got to legit see them. And um, but they have very good size up front. Have uh, several different backs that can run the ball and can hurt you. And I, I told him, I said, "Coach, I said the big reason I want to play is one." I know you're going to travel well. Two, that's the football we're going to see in conference. I said, in three, because I ain't going to lie to you. I know you got Princeton in your league that's been the one seed, I think, the past two years. I'm going to help my OPI a little bit, and I'm definitely going to help yours at our conference. So, and plus, it's, you know, it's, it's Kenley. It's not far. Yeah. And uh, I know we've played them in multiple sports in the past, and um, I've always got along with the Johnson County crowd. So I mean, I'm, I'm just I was just really excited to get them back on the schedule. I know it's been a while, like you said, and, uh, but they I mean their their offensive line they're, they're massive. I was, I'm looking at them going, yep, this looks just like James Keen and Wallace. Here we go. We're gonna find out what we can do against that week one. So that was a big part of it going in, and um, like I said, with that RPI helping us out. So uh, but they are, they have they got a little hike. Uh, they got some kids that can run pretty good, um, so it's just it's just that different style single wing offense that's going to just hit you in the mouth repeatedly. So I I really wanted to see how our kids could stand up to that week one before we ever go into conference and get a really good test early. Absolutely. Again, uh, Will Harrell joining us here on the uh, Real Discount Drugs pregame show here on 960 The Bull. 960TheBull.com. Uh, real quick before we wrap up, I did want to ask you about the East Central 2A this year, Coach. I mean, obviously, East Duplin winning the state championship out of it last year. Uh, Wallace Rose Hill, I've seen them pick to win the state championship this year a few times. What are you anticipating in the, uh, in the, in the ever-tough East Central 2A this year, sir? Well, our conference, I mean, it's, it's really a crapshoot at the top. I mean, it could be any one of us that goes right up there. I mean, depending on injuries. And really, as I've told, I mean, we've talked to several coaches in the conference about this. It's really depending on us. It's coming down to the last game of the season. All right, who did you play the week before and how beaten, how beaten banged up are you? You know, can you survive this conference and this gauntlet? Because really, man, in my opinion, once you get the conference, and I tell the boys this, it's just about like starting to play off right in. Because you're going to see, if you, as you get in, you're going to see somebody from the conference again. I mean, you had Kenston and uh, Wallace was round one. James King and East Duplin round two. Wallace and East Duplin in the Eastern final. So, but I mean, as far as the conference, I know Wallace is, is going to be, got a lot back. It was, was, been, was very dominant. Was, when this crowd was on JV, they were very dominant. 
James King is going to be good. I mean, I know Coach Holly, these Duplin's lost a lot of kids, but I mean, it's still battle. They're going to play hard. Um, you got those kids just, I mean, they run through a brick wall for him. Uh, Southwest is going to be good. I mean, they had a very good JV last year, and they were really coming together late in the year, I thought. Um, Kansas is going to be Kansas. We know they're going to get those basketball guys out there. They're going to be tough. <laughs> Uh, North and North is going to be good. I mean, uh, man, I, I know Coach Dale from where he's been previously, and I know the athletes that's over there. I mean, he's got some dudes that can go with it at any time. So, I mean, top to bottom, there's a the guy. There ain't, there ain't no, all right, man, we can pull it back a little bit this week. We got to go. So, I mean, it's it's fun. It, to me, it's fun as a coach just to, you know, accept those challenges, figuring out game plans, and, you know, it's not, I know back when I was at other places, there were some weeks that you were like, Man, we can just run our base stuff and just murder this team. This mean it'll be fine. But we, you really got to break down and study these guys. And, I mean, it really makes you appreciate the other coaches in the conference on what they do and schematically and, you know, how, and how, get, how they get their kids to do things a certain way. It's really amazing. And I think we have a really good group of coaches in this conference. Absolutely. Well, uh, Coach, one of the neat things, and I, you, you've – grown to know this i guess in the last couple of years i hope coach but i'm a stats junkie i mean i'm into mm-hmm. you know trends and all that kind of stuff coach as a in season openers at south lenore you are two and oh how does uh how will your south lenore blue devils extend that to three and oh in season openers under your tenure sir uh, at north johnson tonight what what are the keys to victory tonight sir oh danny with those big those big offensive linemen they got i mean you know, pad level is going to be a big factor. Um, they did show on film that they will put the ball on the ground. So the turnover, turnover battle is going to be huge tonight. Uh, I know, I mean, they've put it on the ground. And like I said earlier, just the inexperienced part of the offensive side, I'm concerned about that. I mean, we worked ball control all week. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I mean, it's definitely turnovers. It's week one of high school football, so everybody knows it's going to probably rain yellow flags all over, you know, any media outlet tonight. When you see touchdown Friday and football Friday, it's probably going to rain yellow flags everywhere. So, um, just the team to make the least amount of mistakes. And I do believe it's going to come down to whoever can score on defense will have a major upswing in this ball game. Well, very good. Now, hopefully it's going to be us. No, nah, absolutely. We do too. Uh, and, uh, I've got, I'll tell you when we get off the air here, but, uh, I've got a buddy of mine that I've got a little wager on tonight. So, uh, if you'd like to help put some, if you'd like to help put a, a couple of jelly beans in my pocket tonight, then, uh, hey, come away with that dub tonight. Okay, sir. Yeah, I'll do that for you, Brian. <laughs> I appreciate it. That's coach Will Harrell, South Lenore high school. Thank you so much for joining us here on the pregame show. We'll talk to you next week, sir. All right, buddy. Yeah, there you go. We are back live here at Green Central High School. We are joined. Plus the football. Plus some football by the Hall of Famer himself, Jimmy Smith. Finally, a voice of reason in, in this press, press box. <laughs> Wait a minute. You, I'm not a voice of reason? I don't I'm not even going to tell, <laughs> he's, he's tell everybody to, the conversation we to, just had. He's got to him at the Jason. I will say, listen. He, he's, <laughs> who, is, who is pulling for South Lenore this year? That's what I want. I mean, to I want them to win as many South games North. as they can. Yeah. Everybody is. Five and five this year. Not, you, you, you're giving too much away about our conversation. I just don't go too far into that. <laughs> no, that's all I'm saying. Five and five this year. And regular Why season, so pessimistic? I mean, five, nobody's happy with five and five. Well, when you've not had five wins okay. in 12 years, 13 years. Well, 
and I'll tell you, Coach Coach Harrell was uh, very optimistic about the numbers that he had and thinks he's he's deeper in some positions. So that might factor in because we talked about I talked about with him the other day. Coach Smith knows he's been on the sidelines with no numbers, and you're looking to yep. put somebody in, and you're like, gosh, that's a that's pretty big fall off in talent from my starter to my second string, and that's the that's what all of these small two A schools deal with, with the exception of the Dupin County crowd when they got a hundred kids over there. <laughs> but I mean, it's a real thing. So if he's deeper, I can see him winning more games. Well, real quick because we are up against the clock, but I've got to ask you, Coach Smith. You heard my conversation, I think, with uh, Matt Beeman earlier. I'd love to see an eight-man NCHSAA, and you know what? Why couldn't South Nord be in that? Why well, you're bragging on my team, South Nord. Now you're putting us in the eight-man league. Now, come on! Well, you'd bro. win an eight-man state championship, well, coach. We want to win an eleven-man state championship, okay? Yeah. yeah, I mean anything you can make people competitive with, that's 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 great. I mean, yeah. I, have, I have no problem with that. I don't think, I, you know, uh, our people. I mean, if you haven't played eight-man, you look down at it. I mean, people hadn't seen it, you know, but. Uh, it's, You've been a pretty big uh, advocate for eight men, especially the, the quality that we've seen over Parrot Academy. Has to coach. Absolutely. It's very different. It's, a, uh, it's yeah. exciting. It is. It is. Okay. Tell you what, we're going to take a one-minute timeout. Ed Hawkins, we're going to take a one-minute timeout. When we come back, you are going to hear from Kenston head football coach Ryan Diesel Gieselman here on the Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show. Welcome back to the Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show. Joining us on our uh, guest line right now as he is getting ready to lead his Vikings into the 2023 season. It's Ryan Diesel Gieselman here again on the uh, Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show. How are you doing this afternoon, coach? Doing well, sir. How are you doing? I, uh, you know what? This is Christmas, and I know it's the same to you. I mean, I, I have been waiting, what, uh, all off season. I mean, don't get it twisted. I like basketball. I, you know, I love basketball, love baseball. But, man, there is just something special about that first night of high school football. I mean, when it's for real. I mean, you've already had a couple of exhibition games, this, that, and the other. But this one is official. It goes into the record books. It's a little more special, isn't it, Diesel? Oh, no question about it. There's, you know, Friday nights are always special, and uh, you know it's one of those things. Like you said, we've been looking forward to it since uh, since since November when everything ended, and uh, we had a great off season, and you know, ready to go tonight. 
Absolutely, and uh, you hit the road to take on uh, South Central uh, in uh, the first game of the year. We'll get to that in a little bit. I want to take a look back at that 2022 season, Coach, and a season uh, six and five overall, make it to the state playoffs again for uh, just extending that Lenora County record of uh, playoff uh, consecutive playoff appearances. Uh, just uh, let, let's uh, let's put a bow on that 2022 season, Coach Gieselman. Uh, when you look back at last season, what what stands out to you? What what are you, what are you going to remember year not only now but years from now about 2022, sir? Uh, you know, we had great 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 group of kids with a, with a common goal, and and you know they, they did everything we asked them to, and you know you definitely you know, I don't think we finished the way we wanted to, and you know, I think you know we dropped some games here and there that I, I thought we should have should have you know handle our business better, but uh, it is what it is. Can't go back and change the past now, but you know, I can't, you know, can't say enough about, you know, Antoine Gidget, uh, you know, Tyree Freeman, Jaden Taylor, Antoine Kelly, uh, you know, and guys like that, you know, who, who, who led our team last year, uh, Messiah Messiah at quarterback, uh, Michael Whitfield, uh, just, just definitely a special group of seniors and, uh, you know, definitely, you know, hate to lose them, but they definitely put their thumbprint on Kent High School football going forward and uh, you know, hopefully the group we have now will, will, will follow some of their leads and uh, take us to the next level. It's been a common refrain uh, since you guys have joined the East Central 2A, but I don't have to. Anybody who knows anything about high school football, they know how tough this conference is. And again, proven again last year as you have uh, East Duplin from a good friend of yours in Battle Holly, but uh, East Duplin goes on, wins the 2A state championship in football. I mean, uh, East Central 2A, night in, night out. Not a joke, is it, sir? No, sir. I mean, it's it's a, it's a slobber knocker of a league, uh, you know, best 2A league in the state, and uh, the teams that that, had, that are making the playoffs from our, from our conference are – are going to be battle-tested and ready to go as, as long as they can make it through, through the gauntlet and, and stay healthy. And like you saw last year, Coach Holly put a, a great group of, of seniors together and, uh, you know, won their first state championship and hats off to him. And uh, like I said, though, in our league, you're going to be prepared and you're going to see some of the best football every Friday night, you know, in, in our six-game six uh, league schedule. Absolutely. And I got to tell you, just one last thing about last year and in specifically Coach Holly. I mean, a guy definitely with a Kinston connection who uh, really started the, the Kinston football renaissance uh, back in 2008. Uh, hey, Kinston football, I mean, listen, I can't believe I've gone uh, four minutes in this interview and I haven't mentioned that. You're the all-time winningest coach in, Ken- in Lenore County history, but uh, but he really was the, the gentleman who uh, started the, the Kinston High School football renaissance, wasn't he, sir? Oh, no, no, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, Coach Holly, you know, here for two years, but uh, he definitely made a major impression on Kinston High School football and, and getting the ball rolling forward. And uh, like I said, you know, hopefully, you know, one day we'll, Kinston High School will be mentioned in, in the same realms as, as Kinston basketball. And, uh, you know, hats off to Coach Holly and hats off to Coach Anderson who, who continued that and uh, just following their lead and, you know, just grateful to be here and have the opportunity to lead these guys in this game tomorrow night or tonight. Excuse me. Yeah, it's all right. And listen, you're you're way too humble as you always are. I mean, you are, like I said, you have taken Kinston football to heights it's never seen before. I mean, more wins in the county than any other uh any other coach and just uh, it's just been a lot of fun watching what you've been doing here. Well, let's talk about this uh, 2023 season, uh, Coach. And first, let's look at this roster. I know we had you on the show, on the Brian Hanks show uh, earlier this week. And one of the things that you were telling us that you were educating us on, 
This might be the youngest team you've had, if not in the past several years. It might be the youngest team, varsity team, you've ever had, isn't it, Coach? Um, yeah, you're, you're exactly right about that. Uh, <laughs> and I've always been one to preach, you know. You know, I'm, I'm never scared to, or we're never scared to, uh, to, to play a freshman. And uh, there may be a few freshmen out there. I know there's a bunch of sophomores out there, and uh, there will be a couple of juniors and singles, seniors sprinkled in there too. And uh, we are definitely young and, and raw, and uh, and uh, but excited about it though. And they've bought into what we're doing coaching wise, and uh, their practices have been great. And just you know, just look forward to tonight's game against South Central. Absolutely, and it starts with uh, talking about your youth movement. A guy that played as a freshman for you last year and uh, made some serious contributions to the team. And coach, I keep hearing, uh, you know, we always talk about the next great thing in Kenston basketball, the next great player. He might be the next great Kenston football player in the Copper Kid, right? Oh, he, he's very talented and uh, very fortunate also to, to add his dad to our staff. And, uh, you know, that, that's very special. I can't imagine what it would be like to coach your son, you know, on the, you know, the high school football field and uh, just to watch him grow and, and uh, you know, keep thriving like he is. Uh, you know, definitely looking for, you know, big things to happen for Tyreek Copper this year and uh, uh, definitely one of them, the, the young leaders that we have on our team. Uh, Tyreek Copper, and is he going to go both ways, or is he just going to be a one-way player for you, Coach? He's got the capabilities of going both ways, playing in the secondary, and uh, definitely one of one of our featured receivers. Very good. Who are some of the uh, those other uh, underclassmen, those other young men that uh, you're going to be looking to to make an impact for the Kenston Vikings, sir? Uh, I mean, you you have you know playing opposite of him on the other side of the field offensively, Antoine Antoine Jones, another sophomore, six one receiver who uh, who's very talented, who also can play in the secondary. Xavion Croom, who I know everyone's heard of, you know through through his past track season and, and baseball season, and the impact he's made already, and you know he he was the school's athlete of the year as a freshman, and uh, <laughs> you know very, very talented kid, uh, you know he he will uh, be starting in the on the defense force at safety and. Uh, you know, Cam Hennett, uh, Jamoris Poole, we call him Man Man. Uh, all three of those guys will, will be in the, in the back end, you know, uh, as sophomores starting for us. I tell you what, back to Xavier just for a second, Coach. I mean, it's pretty good if you're the athlete of the year at Kinston High School, let's remind folks. If you're the athlete of the year as a junior, as a freshman, what in the world does that say about him, sir? I mean, you know, it just it's just uh, you know, hat and hats off to him and his his grind and the work he likes to put in. I mean, thriving, you know, in football as a freshman last year for us, playing playing mainly defense, you know, getting a few carries carries here and there. Uh and then, you know, carried over to indoor track season, to outdoor track season, going along and still playing baseball while doing that outdoor track, uh and you know, managing to, you know, finish strong academically. I mean, it, it speaks volumes about that kid. What I've always liked about Kenston, and it started even before you got there, but you have, you and Coach Tindall have certainly, certainly continued that tradition. But what uh, back in the day that Battle and Wells Gulledge did, and even Nick Anderson and Wells and Perry, I guess, is you're not afraid to to to, uh, to share athletes. And I know that's the case with uh, Keyshawn Herring. Uh, well, and I'm here I am doing the air quotes here again, Coach, of the next great basketball player at Kinston High School. A lot of folks have already put that mantle on him. He's going to be on the football team, on the varsity football team at that uh, this season, making contributions, isn't he, sir? Oh, no no questions about Keyshawn. Uh, you know, we call him Baby Key. Uh, you know, you know, we're we're very fortunate to have to have a basketball coach who, who likes to share 
share his players. You know, you got Tyreek who plays basketball, Antoine Jones who plays basketball, Javin Dixon who plays basketball, uh, Man Man Pool plays basketball, uh, and then like I say, going back to Baby Key, you know, this is some of the guys who who are you know doing both, and there's more. I, you know, I just you know can't get all their names off the top of my head, but uh, <laughs> you know, when you got a coach like Coach Tindall, who you know one can be be you know a grade A mentor to you, you know, and just you know to, to you know to learn from him every single day, and then. You know, hey, look, you know, football's going to make my basketball team better, you know, and is uh, definitely very, very thankful for that. I'll tell you one person who really likes that, and he talked about it on uh, the Brian Hanks show this morning was George Whitfield was in here, and he was talking about, you know, back in the day, and when he says back in the day, Coach Gieselman, he's talking about back in the 50s and 60s and 70s, but uh, back in the day how kids would play two and sometimes even three different sports, and you just don't see it that much anymore. And I'm talking about uh, it. Now, that doesn't happen at Kenston High School, but uh, even schools in our county and schools in our area that, you just sometimes you wonder why you know this kid would be a good you know maybe he's a good baseball player but you know what i bet he'd be a good receiver or something like that how have you cultivated that relationship with coach tandle and uh even other coaches baseball coaches and stuff like that how how do you guys cultivate is that something i mean you you guys consciously try to do isn't it oh yeah i mean no question about it i mean just you know we're, we're big believers and you know the more sports you play you know, the, the better trained your body's going to be. You're not you're not specialized, you know, because in each sport your body's going to be put in all these different angles and your body's just going to be even stronger as a whole by just playing all these different sports. And, and, you, and you never know, I mean uh, – with you know, shoot, you know, you could be you could be a six one point guard and and come play football and and you know and you know, I don't necessarily know how many six one you know NBA point guards there are in the league, but you know, I mean, that might you know might offend some people, but you know, it's you know it, it is what it is. But you know, there there are plenty of six one six one receivers in the league and in the NFL, and you know, just just you know trying to give our kids all the opportunity they can to have you know while they're in high school and. You know, you never know who's watching and uh, whose eye you may catch. And you know, I mean, I know at one point, you know, Darnell Dunn who played basketball here. He, here, he, you know, he he had Lincoln Riley's eye as as, as playing like a tight end type receiver for him. And uh, he actually came down here and watched Darnell work out one year and going into a senior year. And uh, you know, hoping that I was going to get him out on the gridiron, but it didn't. But you know, you never know. I mean, to get a compliment like that from you know a guy like Lincoln Riley to come watch you just watch you practice. It's huge. Absolutely. And uh, there you go. That is uh, Ryan Diesel Gieselman. Tell you what, we're going to go straight into our next interview here, and it's North North head football coach Larry Dale. Uh, Paul Whittington and I just met him down on the sideline. Nice little introduction there. This is North North head football coach Larry Dale. Welcome back to the Real O Discount Drugs pregame show. On the line with us right now, first-year head football coach of the North Lenora Hawks, Larry Dale. And, uh, Coach, just uh, very, I know I'm very excited about it being the first game of the season. I know you've, you've been a head coach before and all that, but how special is this to you? Your very first game, you've been in Wee Swamp for a little bit now, but your very first game as a head coach of these North Lenora Hawks. How special is that to you, sir? Uh, it's pretty special. You know, got a little taste last night with the JV guys going, you know, our staff coaches both, um, JV and varsity. And so got a little taste, but nothing like a Friday night. So it's going to be pretty special. And then you add, you know, the rivalry with Green Central in there. Um, so that much more. And, you know, we've had a good uh, preseason. We've had a lot of community support. I think, you know, 
is built and built and built a little bit here over the last couple of months. So it's very exciting. Absolutely. The 60th edition of North Lenore versus Green Central has started back in 1964 in Snow Hill. Here we are in 2013, back in Snow Hill, and uh, just a great series. Like I said, one of the longest-running series in eastern North Carolina, uh, like I said, for the 60th consecutive season that uh, North Lenore and Green Central has played each other. What does that mean to you, Coach, to uh, the very first game of the year to, to not be playing some team that can or that uh, North Lenore's only played two or three times, but to be playing a, a program that the Hawks have played every single year since 1964? Well, it's special for the community. You know, and you know, the community, you know, my dad was barely born then, so um, that's a long time ago. But for the community, for the people of Wee Swamp and Green Central, you know, it, it's special for them um, more so than maybe it is for you know, the, the kids, the longevity. Now, the the rivalry that it is today is important to the young guy. So just, it, it's exciting. The community is excited. You know, it's 20, 25 minutes down the road. It's probably our shortest trip, really. Maybe even shorter than Kinston. So um, kids are excited. The community is really excited. And uh, it, it means a lot to be a part of it. Absolutely. Let's say, I know you weren't part of the, uh, you weren't the head coach last year. You weren't in Wheat Swamp for last season, but... Uh, you had a very, you had a pretty interesting statement that you made on the Brian Hanks show this morning that uh, that inspired me to ask you this question: a fifty to nothing loss last year in Wheat Swamp to this very same Rams team, who went on to have one of their best seasons that they've ever had in program history as they finished ten and two, but started off like I said with that fifty to nothing. I, you made a very interesting comment this morning on the show, Coach, that uh, you didn't really have to bring this up to them, you or to your seniors this year, to your juniors, to your seniors. That uh, hey, remember what Green Central? They were the ones that reminded you, is what you said this morning, Coach. Yeah, you know, I, I, they know. Um, so you know, only lost a couple guys from last year, so a lot of returners that they they know what happened last year. And then, and you know, to tell you something else is in the weight room. There's a whiteboard that is really a lot taller than I am, and for some reason last year that score was put on the very top. Wow. Of that whiteboard and sort of like, it's very hard to get off. So it's, and I've left <laughs> it there all summer on purpose and, um, and they see it, they see it every day. So, you know, they've, they brought it up. So they're ready to go. Um, it, you know, be interested. We might have to c- control emotions at first cause they might be a little too high. Um, you know, sometimes it's especially on game one, but in this rivalry and, you know, they feel embarrassed from last year. Um, they, they felt, you know, they weren't prepared and they weren't ready to play and, um, and, and they're they're looking for some payback tonight. How much did having you in there a little earlier? And we've had some instances here, not just at North Lenore, but at South Lenore and other schools in our area, Coach, where coaches have come in, you know, just weeks before a season starts or maybe even, Coach, I remember one year at South Lenore, they had a coach come in literally four days before uh, this, before preseason started. You've been there for a little bit. You've gotten to know the kids. You've walked the halls there at uh, North and North High School and gotten to know them. They've gotten to know you a little bit. How much do you think it's helped you to this point, Coach? Oh, it helps a lot. I mean, the more time you can spend uh, at a community, at a school, uh, the better. I mean, I, you know, March is way better than, like you said, four days. I still feel like, man, I don't have enough time still. You know, I haven't been here, you know, get to my middle schools, get to those feeder programs, get to the parks and recs that – that, you know, our kids go to and through and just, you know, that, that takes more than just four or five months. And, but 
the benefit is, yeah, I know these guys. I, I know their names. I, you know, I think we've got a lot of kids out. We're 75 kids right now this year. God. So them, them meeting me, them getting to know me, me building relationships, me hiring a staff, you know, um, we just hired a PE teacher that's actually going to be on staff, you know, so now there's more of us in the building than there has been in a long time. You know, those kind of things only take place because I was here in March, you know, so I've had time to start building and building and building, and it's just going to get better and better the longer I'm here. That voice you listen to, Larry Dale, first uh, first year head football coach, North Lenore High School. His Hawks will be taking on the Rams here on 960 The Bull and 960thebull.com here in just a few minutes. Coach, uh, and I want to stay on that theme just for a second. You have been, like you said, since March, and I know Copperhead has got to have told you this too. I don't remember the last time North Lenore had 75 kids in the program. I mean, what, what do you attribute that to, Coach? I mean, seriously, I mean, even with, uh, you know, North Lenore's had some relative success over the past five, six, seven years or so. They didn't have 75 kids out playing in that program then, sir. Um, the staff that we've put together – and the structure that we put together in the whole program, kids won't love and kids won't structure. And I've hired guys that, that believe in the same things I do and they're loving the kids. And now they love them even harder that, you know, they're making sure they correct them and, and discipline and all that stuff, but there's structure here and there's a lot of love. And now I have coaches that I feel that every kid on the program has their coach, you know, um, they respect all of us. Absolutely. But just in the real world, you know, there's one boss that we like more than the other boss. And, um, these kids gravitate to one coach or another coach, and we just have a great group of coaches, and it's just bred in, and the, the kids see it, and they're like, oh, we want to be a part, you know, we want to be a part, and we haven't even got to school yet. You know, I think when school <laughs> happens, we'll probably get three or four more freshmen that, you know, didn't have rides or whatever, um, and that always happens everywhere. So it, it's the love and the structure, um, and hopefully we can keep those numbers up, and uh, it, it's, it's exciting to have that many kids. Coach, I'm going to ask you a question right now, this being your first year. I don't remember if I've ever done this before, Coach, but I'm going to ask you uh, a question right here on, uh, what, the afternoon of Friday, August the 18th. And yeah. I'm going to ask you the exact same question. Uh, and I guess I'm doing a little foreshadowing here before you play Kinston on October 27th. But the exact same question. What, what have you found out about your kids? What do you know about at this moment as you're starting to kick off your very first regular season game with these Hawks? Tell, what, what have you found out about these kids? What have, what have they showed you so far in the preseason here, sir? Now, I, I, so far, they – and this is one common thing that's went to the community. And when communities came and saw me after all of our jamborees and our midnight madness and everything, is just physical. Our kids have just flown around the football, hitting people. Um not always in the right spot or maybe not the right guy, but they are flying around right now. Um, they're just tough kids or kids that just want to play. And, you know, there's here at North Lenore, you know, there's this big, big shadow in right field, uh, you know, baseball sometimes. And these kids want to be good in football. Like these are my football kids and um, they're ready for that. And they're ready for someone to stay here and love them. And so I've seen that, but just, just physical 
and, and they're buying into loving each other. And that's what I'm going to say right now. And hopefully that stays the same when you ask me again against Kinsey. <laughs> that's what I was thinking, Coach. It's going to be neat in a couple of months to, like I said, right before that Kinston game on October 27th, when that'll be our game of the week, obviously that week too. Uh, just, I'm going to ask you, I, I wrote it down right here. I've pinned it to my board right here. I'm going to, I've never done that before, but I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked you uh, there today. I can't wait to see what, I can't wait to see what your answer is going to be on October 27th, coach. And uh, back here live at uh, Kenston, Kinst- good Lord, at Green Central High School, uh, Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith with me. I've got uh, Jason Bryan up here in the press box with us. We are going to take a one minute timeout here, a one minute timeout. Uh, When we come back, you're going to get to hear from the man himself, Jay, by God, Wilson, and Coach uh, Smith. Let me just go ahead and get you ready. Uh, You're going to want to put a – he even mentioned you. He's got jerseys for you and I ready to get down there on the field. He's got the pork chops ready to go. (laughs) There you go. Second one-minute timeout. We'll be right back with Green Central head football coach Jay Wilson on the Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show. Welcome back to the Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show. That's right. We've saved the best for last. We've got Green Central head football coach Jay Wilson joining us here on the pregame show. We are only moments away from beginning this game over here in Snow Hill against North Lenore. The 60th edition of North Lenore versus Green Central and we're going to be bringing it to you. That's right, Coach. We're going to be bringing it to you live right here on 960 The Bull, 960thebull.com. Coach, first off, uh, so many questions. I, but i got to ask you this before we even get started. Uh, yes, sir. To, to be part of this, uh, and, you you know, you, you talked about it last year. You've talked about it in past years, too, Coach, that you guys do. I mean, more than any other team in Lenore County, more than I think any in Pitt County, you guys have so many natural rivals. I mean, when you look at North Lenore tonight, when you look at Farmville Central, when you look at yeah. North Pitt and even uh, uh, Aiden Grifton later on in the season, mm-hmm. uh, Coach, but you like that, don't you? I mean, for the 60th time now, Taking on North and North High School, sir. Oh yeah, I mean you gotta love it. You gotta love the, the competitive part of it. You gotta love that you know every night that the team is coming over here is gonna is gonna do their best and they want to stick that feather in their hat and say, hey, we beat Green Central this year. You you gotta it gives you something to continue to get up for 
and it keeps you on edge and it keeps you kind of focused. And that's what I like. I, I love that. I don't, I don't want any boring games in this 10 weeks. So I, I want to roll and, and, and let's have some fun with it. And you guys certainly did last year, Coach. I mean, a 50 yep. to nothing win against North and North. In fact, <laughs> we need to say it, though, the first time that you had beaten North and North in your career, and you do it in grand fashion. I mean, like I said, a 50 to nothing uh, victory. You even said at the time, Coach, and I could even pull the tape, but you were like, listen, you know, you're confident. You, you had a really good feeling you were going to win that game. You had no yeah. idea it was going to be 50 to nothing, did you, Coach? Nah, no clue. You, I mean, you never expect 50 points. And, I mean, you always hope for for a shutout on defense, but you never expect it with the way the ball bounces. And these are high school kids in the first game. But to have both of those things happen in that first game, I mean, it really, really set the tone for us last year um, and kind of, you know, catapulted us into the success that we had last season. Hey, and I couldn't say it any better myself, Coach. You're absolutely right. You win that game 50 to nothing. You open the season with eight straight wins, historic eight straight yeah. wins to start the season. A close, close loss to West Craven uh, in the ninth game of the season. You make it to the second round of the playoffs. A tough game against Nash Central in, in that mm. game, Coach. Let's look back at that uh, 2022 yeah. season. And I swear, now I said it on the Brian Hanks show this morning, so I, but I'll say it again. But I promise, Coach Wilson, it seemed like every week I was saying, hey, Coach, well, you broke three records this week. You broke two records this week. What a fun season last year was, sir. Oh yeah, I mean it, it was it was it was an amazing season just all around. Um, just from the way the guys kind of gelled together and some of the things that we accomplished, you know, individually and as a team, it was just it was really really good. Um, and and like I say, you know, being somebody who's super competitive coming into that and, and finally seeing the program sort of being where I wanted it to be and where, where I envisioned it being, uh, you know, four or five years down the line, it felt really, really good. Um, and like I say, you know, and, and it hopefully it set the bar for every other team that comes behind, like, hey, we may not win 10 every season or we may not, you know, do whatever, but our, our goal is to always reach that. So that, that that's a really big part of it. And that is awesome. Again, it was so much fun. Uh, I wouldn't. I, we're sort of in your peripheral, I guess, right here in Lenore County. But just to see the success that you had and how humble you were with all of it, and the fact that it didn't just happen overnight. I mean, you guys no. worked. That's what I'm saying, Coach. You guys worked <laughs> to get to where you were last year. It, that, that just had to make it all the sweeter, too. In your fourth season, everything came together, sir. Yeah, I mean, it, it really felt good for like I say, you know, all the hard work from the from the first season to the COVID season to the Burlington coming season, and then you kind of you, you get all that together and you see those freshmen turning to seniors and you see what you can build. You know, what I'm saying when you when you have time and, and when you when everybody's putting in the work in, so it, it really really felt good. It felt great. Well, you're a guy that always wears your emotions on your sleeve anyway, and I mean that as a compliment. You really do. Yeah. Not, mm -hmm. uh, listen, you know how Jay Wilson feels about something, okay? <laughs> There's no doubt about how you feel. But so I'm guessing, in all sincerity, graduation must have been a little bittersweet. I mean, you had all those freshmen, and they stayed with yeah. you all the way to their senior year. Graduation was a little uh, bittersweet, wasn't it? Ah, uh, man, it was tough. It, it was, it was. I mean, because I know I not only had players, I had managers, yeah. I had game day staff, you know, kids that just said, hey, I want to be part of the team. I can't tackle nobody, but I want to be part of the team. I want to <laughs> run the music or I want to carry your shovel or I want to, you know, be your assistant so that you don't have to do and worry about all. I mean, so I lost, like, a lot of that. And so I'm, I'm watching them, and I'm like, man. You know, but it, it, like I was saying, at the same time, it felt great because you saw how it feels, you know, when, when 
people buy into the program and buy into what you're doing. So it's, it, it, it was bittersweet, but it was sweet at the same time. It really was. Absolutely. And that's what I'm saying, bittersweet. I mean, you're happy yeah. to see these guys go on yeah. and play at the next level. Oh, yeah. thing, but, man, you had all that talent on that field last year and just all the history <laughs> that you guys made last year. It had yeah. to have been awesome. I wouldn't have mind having a couple of them reclass. You know what I mean? I don't, I, one, one, more, one more fifth year senior, wouldn't have, you know, about two or three years wouldn't have been bad for me. Uh, but, you know, wait a minute. That's, you're, that's you're, just how Jay, you're Jay by God Wilson. You could probably make that happen there in Greene County, okay? <laughs> no, that's a, that's a Patrick by God Green move. That's a, that's, a little, that's a little bit over my pay grade right there. Well, I tell you what, Coach, uh, I've seen him. Uh, he, he's around here at uh, the stadium. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll make sure to put a word in and see if we can get some. <laughs> Before, before kickoff tonight, what do you think? I mean, man, I'm, I'm going to tell you, North and North, it, 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 we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Now, listen, I love that you said that about North and North, and you're absolutely right. Listen, here's a team that, let's, let's not sugarcoat. I mean, they had a rough season yeah. last year, and it started yeah. Yeah. with what happened uh, with the uh, – yeah. listen, we just talked to Coach Dale, too. And don't yeah. think he hasn't got fifty to nothing written uh, all around his locker room. You know he that's told, true. He, he, he mentioned it last night during the <laughs> during the JV game. He said he said you know you know how you just kind of do the pleasantries in the middle of the field that you know the coach talk or whatever. And he was pretty point blank. He was like, well, you know, fifty to nothing last year. He's missing <laughs> it. So I I know that has been his bulletin board material. You know, all week long. I, I got I got a couple of quotes, some things I got to say too. But you know, I, I know it has. You know, yeah, but yeah. I, we watched it, we watched them on film. Uh, and you, I even with the JV game last night, you can already see a difference in the program. You can already see a difference yeah. in the team. You can already see a difference in the discipline and the preparation. So I, I already know what tonight is going to be. It's going to be it's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a game where we're going to you know whatever team imposes their will. Uh, is, is going to come out victorious. So, I, you know, this is not the North North team of last year. I can already see that yep. just from what I've seen on the, on, the, on the small films that we've got. I already know it's not the same team. So. Well, he has even said he didn't even have to bring it up, Coach. He said it was his players. You know, he only lost one, uh, really one contributing senior from oh, yeah. uh, last year's team. And he said, listen, it wasn't him that brought it up. He said it was his players. And you, as someone who has motivated your players in the way you did yeah. last year, too, that's kind of that, that makes it a little bit dangerous, doesn't it, sir? Oh, for sure. I mean, because, you know, last year when we were not in this position, we were the, we were the hey, Remember what Southwest Edcombe did yep, to you last yep. year. Hey, remember what North Pitt did to you last year. Hey, remember how close you were to beating North Florida last year. And you know what I'm saying, so on and so forth. So I know exactly where his players and and they and the coaches and that staff. I know exactly where they're at. I was there 365 days ago. Yep. You know, I mean, we you seven games and you know you, I, I lost that season before he lost seven games. And so I know exactly where they are and I know exactly where they are mentally. That's why I say they're going to come out and they're going they're going hey, they're going to have blood in their eyes and their fingernails <laughs> going to be all out. It, it's it's going to be it's going to be something serious. It's probably a full moon somewhere. So, you know, so I I I I and I've been telling my guys I said, "Hey, you know, got teams are coming after you. So you got to be ready and be prepared for that." So. I I love it. That and uh, and I apologize. I'm going to have to cut Coach Wilson a little bit short. There is again. I know this is going to shock you, uh, Coach Smith and Jason. And we get, need to get these headphones over here for Keith Spence too. Uh, I went a little bit long there with my interviews, Coach Smith. Oh, uh, what's new about that, brother? <laughs> so it's hard. Anyway. It's hard not to the first game you you trying to find out talking about last year, yeah. this year, the game. A lot to talk about. Hey. 
If we get one percent better next week, we've done something. Oh dear God! Okay. <laughs> you hear, Coach? You, you love Mr. Positivity, over here? don't you? Yeah. All we gotta do is get one percent better. I love it. All right, okay. we'll be batting forty percent by the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, I'm telling you. I tell you. Hey, uh, we are going to take our final timeout of the Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show. We're going to take one minute, one minute timeout. When we come back, uh, you'll get to hear Coach Smith go, "Let's play football." You'll uh, get to hear our picks. You're going to get to hear uh, starting lineups too. When we come back in one minute here on uh, the weather report from uh, Paul Whittington, everything, when we come back in one minute on the Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show. You're listening to Friday Night High School Football on Sports Talk 960, The Bull, WRNS Kinston. It's time for another exciting night of Lenore County High School Football on Bet on the Bull 960 and BetOnTheBull.com. The Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week is brought to you by Davis Wholesale Tire, Reload Discount Drugs, King's Restaurant, Downey's Protection Systems, Go Eco, the Kinston Police Department, Lenore Community College, Lenore Tire and Appliance, Lenore County Public Schools, Mills International, Parrot Academy, Spence Automotive, UNC Lenore Healthcare, Woodman Life Kinston, and Bet on the Bull 960. Now, let's head to the field for all the play-by-play action with Brian Hanks, Paul Whittington, and Coach Jimmy Smith on Bet on the Bull 960 and BetOnTheBull.com. And welcome back. I'm going to be a little bit quieter than usual. We've got a national anthem going on right here now at uh, Green Central High School. But we are uh, less than six minutes away from uh, kickoff of the 2023 season here on BetOnTheBull.com, 960TheBull.com, too. So uh, is Jason just stole my – here, here, here. You can give them to me uh, here on the air because we're going to do these picks here real quick. Uh, uh, Coach, uh, let's start East Columbus at Jones Senior. Oh, let me uh, – uh, probably help if I unmuted you there. East Go ahead. Columbus. East Columbus. Same. Uh, for Jason and Paul. Spe- Paul, who you got? East Columbus, Jones Sr. Oh, who did uh, Coach Smith just pick? He picked East Columbus. I'm going with him. East Columbus. <laughs> okay, very good. Aiden Griffin travels to Wilson Prep. Coach Smith. Wilson Prep. Oh, I didn't even give you my pick. I picked uh, East Columbus, too, in that first one. I'm going to pick Aiden Griffin in this one. I think it, uh, I think Paul Cornwell is going to come back and get an upset here. Uh, Paul, who you got? Uh, Aiden Griffin at West Wilson Prep. Paul Cornwell coming back to Aiden Griffin. He gets the win on opening night. Jason Bryant. Uh, Wilson. There you go. Uh, da, 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 da. Next up, uh, 
Paired Academy travels to 11-man uh, private school powerhouse, Harold's Christian Academy. Who you got, Coach Smith? Harold's, maybe we have a repeat of last year. There you go. I've got Harold's also. Paul? Paired Academy. Oh, look at it. There you go, Jason. Harold's. There you go. South Lenore at North Johnson. Coach, before you, I even give you a chance, I'm picking South Lenore. Ten-and-a-half-point favorites according to Massey ratings. I got the Blue Devils starting off the season. Third straight season in a row with a 1-0. and Coach, who you got? South Lenore North Johnson. North Johnson. <laughs> Paul Whittington. I picked all the local teams. I live in Johnston County. Going to go with that local team, North Johnston, tonight. <laughs> I like it. Jason, who I'm you got? I'm sticking with Coach. There you go. Uh, who, who, who did I say? You said North Johnston. I missed out more, but I'll stay with North Johnston. Kinston High School travels up Highway 11 to visit uh, South Central in Winterville. Coach Smith, who you got? Kinston at South Central. South Central. Wow. Do I tell you what? We've got some differing picks here. I'm picking Kinston High School to win that game. I have even. to pick Kinston. There you go. You're going to have to remind me who I picked when we get food. I don't know who I've I picked. I've got them all right here. I've all got them all right here. And, I'm going to uh, take a picture this year so we don't have any discrepancies. <laughs> and, Paul, who you got? Kinston at South Central. Kinston. There you go. And uh, the last game is the game we're getting ready to watch right here. North Lenore versus Green Central, the 60th edition of this game here. Coach Smith, we'll give out some more stats about that here in a little bit. But who you got? North Lenore, Green Central. North Rams. I picked the home team most of the night. Uh, Paul? Jay Wilson's got a shovel down here. I'm going to dig in with him. Green Central wins tonight. <laughs> and Jason? Coach Smith, I'm going with him. Every pick he takes all year with the addition of one per week. So I'm either going to go up one or down one on him. I'm going with North and North. Oh, I already had you written down for uh, Green Central. There you go. We need to get Keith Spence's Keith. picks here, too. Yeah, Keith, we'll get. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it right now here, real quick. Spence, uh, North North Green Central. Uh, he said Green Central, Kenston South Central. Uh, south of Nor and North Johnson. Oh, hey, he's going south of Nor. How about that? Uh, Parrot at Harold's. <laughs> he don't want to do this. He, he went with Parrot. Uh, Aiden Grifton at Wilson Prep. And finally, uh, East Columbus at Jones Senior. The Gators of East uh, Columbus. There you go. Okay. Hey, let's get you uh, starting lineups here real quick for uh, tonight's game. Uh, look, at, look at Jason over here taking a picture of it. He doesn't believe me. I love it. Uh, let's uh, give you starting lineups here for uh, Green Central and North Lenore. We'll start with Green Central. The offense, Jay Wilson's uh, offense, they went 10-2 and two last year. Starting at quarterback, sophomore, number 12, Will Radford. Uh, and he, well, we're announcing it here two minutes before game time uh, because he didn't want it announced before that. How about okay. that? Uh, uh, starting at running back, both running backs, Justice Debro and Montreal Yancey Moore, a pair of seniors. Uh, wide receivers are Jalen Wynn and Oki Edwards. And then uh, the offensive line, A.J. Rouse, Jalen Mitchell, Jalen Chavis, Tyler Williams, and Craig Whitley. On the uh, defensive side for the Rams, uh, defensive line, they'll be running a 3-4 defense. Uh, on the defensive line, Nick Herring, Tyler Williams, and Noah Acock. Uh, the linebackers are L.J. Dillon, Michael Suggs, Donovan Hall, and Montreal Yancey Moore. And then uh, the defensive backs are Oki Edwards, Jalen Wynn, Rayshon Mason, and Christian Tavares. Uh, North and North's offense, uh, starting at quarterback, uh, coach a player that you were really impressed with last year, and Malachi Ramsey, he is a uh, junior. Uh, he will be starting at quarterback. Uh, the running backs in this triple option, Jalen or Jaden Swenson and uh, Malik Fuller. Uh, the wide receivers are Michael Barrell and Thomas Hargett. 
The tight end is Peyton Wiggins. The offensive line, West Broadway, Landon Scott, Zykeem Becton, and Cooper Tillman and Jack Herring. On the defensive side for the Hawks, we've got uh, it, they will be running a 4-3 tonight, Coach. Uh, the defensive line, Michael Jones, Tony Stevens, Kane Moore, and Tucker Wiggins. The linebackers are Peyton Wiggins, Hayward Porter, and Grayson Reese. And then the quarterbacks, uh, Karan Worthington, Justin Gooding, Jaleel Jones, the free safety is Mitchell Parks. And this first-year program here for uh, North Lenore, head football coach is Larry Dale II. Uh, coach, uh, before we uh, – I'll tell you what, let's send it down to Paul. Let's get the weather report. Yeah, we'll start with the coin toss, Brian. North and Orr defers to the second half. Green Central will get the ball first. Really hot down here on the sideline, 85 degrees at kickoff. We're going to stay pretty much in the low 80s throughout this game. Light winds tonight blowing from the west end zone right across this field all the way down to the scoreboard. There you go. Uh, and, uh, hey, we are now down with the pre done with the pregame show.